Coming up, uh, media audit companies in the US launch new contract services. And the biggest pitch in the US is resolved. Hello and welcome to IDCOM's Media Snack, episode 39. Uh, so we've got a few things to talk about this yeah. week. It's nice to be back. Yes, welcome. Um, had the very wonderful Gail Noah on last uh, week. I thought sure, that was really interesting. Uh, but anyway, I'm back before you go on holiday. All right, two weeks. Um, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of things. We've got uh, both K2 and Ubiquity, which we've talked a lot about but in the US. They've actually both launched, on the back of the ANA reporting that's come out, they've both launched kind of specialist services, I think, to you know, take advantage of the, some, perhaps the insights or the, right. or the exposure that they've had. So uh, we're going to dig into that, why they're doing it, and what the implications might be. And AT&T have awarded their $2 billion media business mm. to Hearts and Science. So all coming up in today's IDCOM's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat sandwich. Okay, so before we start talking about K2 and Ubiquity, I want to just uh, talk a little bit about your cameo performance in a campaign-developed <laughs> video yeah. called uh, Trust yeah. in Crisis, right? Yes. Uh, and you were in some pretty esteemed company in yeah. that video. I was. It was quite... Uh, it, we'll link to it. Uh, it's a documentary, a short documentary, just about trust in the advertising industry. Yeah. Uh, it says In Crisis, and we talked about that quite a lot, In Crisis. Um, but I was approached by them to, uh, to see uh, if they could interview me because we've just done a lot of work around trust and transparency uh, in media uh, and obviously with the ANA reporting and ISBAR reporting and other things, you know, we've, I think we've got a good perspective on that. So um, when I was in Cannes, or we were in Cannes uh, in June, um, I got interviewed in blinding sunlight, actually. So I'm, you can see me kind of squinting at the camera. And you were, you were sweating a little bit. I was sweating a little bit. It was quite a warm afternoon. Uh, but I'm, I'm uh, you know, delightfully sandwiched between Cindy Gallup and Claire Beale uh, in the documentary. So that's it could what, have been worse. terrifying. It could have been Johnny Hornby and Martin yeah, Sorrell. it could be, exactly. Because they were on it as well. They Keith Weed well. was in it. Keith Weed. It was... The great and good of uh, the marketing and media community. Yeah, it's really interesting and a great initiative, I think, and it's it's fantastic just to get people talking about big issues yeah. uh, and to do that in a very engaging way. And it's a great little bit of film, um, really easy to watch. Sets, you know, set again sets out the agenda, mm. how important trust and transparency is. Uh, and I think, I mean, you you were saying earlier this morning, it's just got an air of positivity yeah. around it, which again, we you know we really appreciate. Yeah, and I, I think the sense was that you know no one discipline uh, or stakeholder is going to solve these kind of trust yeah. issues, and that everybody collectively has to has to be involved and, and be very positive in it. And I think that was the message that came out of the documentary. So, yeah. well, so well done. Cool. Okay, so back on the agenda. Yes. Um, in the US, K two Intelligence, who we've talked about a lot. Yes. Uh, corporate investigation firm. And Ubiquity, the media auditor, yeah. um, these are the two companies, as you'll remember, that collaborated on the kind of rebate report, right. media transparency reporting um, on behalf of the NA. Uh, now, both of these companies have announced that they are going to launch specialist media kind of advisory bits of their business, 
yeah. K2, not a media specialist, but they've learned a huge amount, obviously, going through this process, um, have set up a specialist division. Yes. They've already been contracted by Chase, Chase which we talked about, I think, on a few episodes back, right. um, because Chase had, had engaged K2 to do a, a kind of compliance audit or some kind of audit yeah. on uh, Zenith Optimedia, which was or Zenith right. in the US, their, their agency there. So they're already engaged on that scope. Um, and then strangely, Ubiquity have also then announced that they are setting up a specialist media contract right. kind of service. So both of these companies have spotted obviously a big opportunity yeah. to expand their current kind of service portfolio. Uh, K2 have gone down the transparency audit route, which yeah. they previously didn't have a service for. Yeah. And Ubiquity have just announced that they are going to go down the kind of contract management route. Mm. So the moment Ubiquity essentially offer two things, they offer media auditing or benchmarking and contract compliance through their firm decisions yep. partners. Uh, now what they're doing is they're partnering with a, a legal firm mm -hmm. and they are helping clients develop and create media robust contracts. Yeah. Right. So essentially they're kind of ticking all of those kind of three boxes. Yeah. Um, which is a, an interesting entry point. I mean, as a client, I would... I would appreciate the fact that I have a one-stop shop. Yeah. So I have a, a go-to company that can provide three critical elements. Um, but equally, I, I would worry whether that's too cosy. Um, these areas are so important for mm. me as a client. Yeah. Uh, I would want to make sure that I am, I am uh, using the services of those that deliver absolutely best in class. Yeah. Uh, and as long as they can reassure clients that those services are best in class, then I think they'll probably do very well. Yeah. And I think in, in the past, around particularly these areas around, you know, drafting contracts, implementing contracts, and then doing compliance checks on contracts, where there's been, where there have been companies offering more of an end-to-end -end service or multiple parts of that service, there's been accusation that it potentially creates conflicts of interest. Not that there necessarily is in this case, um, because if you're creating contract, a contract you may not be the right person or the right organisation to then test yeah. its implementation because if you found a gap in the contract, you might, you may, turn a blind eye to it yeah. because actually you wrote the contract. So, so, so you yeah. might not be able to do really fully the scope that you're being asked right. to do by the client. And so I sometimes think, it's better to separate them out. Yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. I think that sense of objectivity mm. is, is something that is so precious uh, in in these areas, these very sensitive areas. Um, but obviously they, they've seen an opportunity in the marketplace. They have very well established reputations in, in compliance and in you know, media benchmarking and you know, have a client base that, that obviously needs help de designing and developing their contracts. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how, um, how that goes down in the marketplace. And finally today, AT&T, the massive telecoms yeah. business, has just awarded uh, their media and creative business to Omnicom Group, yeah. right? Yeah, they have. I mean, this, this was this is the biggest, the resolution of the biggest pitch so far, certainly in the US. It's about two or three billion dollars in terms of media spend. I mean, what's a you know, billion dollars here or there? Uh, it's quite big. Um, what was really interesting about this is that uh, AT&T's business has been managed by WPP for a number of years, and they've lost the business, and they've lost the business to a startup agency called Hearts and Science. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, it's because that was the agency that won 
the P&G business in the US, if you remember, from last year, which was a massive coup. Yeah, right. And Hearts and Science was set up by Omnicom uh, in order to pitch for the P&G business. So that was basically created around the needs of P&G. Yeah. Very few months later, Hearts and Science, this same startup agency, uh, has landed AT&T, you know, one of the, again, the top 10 US advertiser, which makes Hearts and Science now one of the largest agencies in the US in a space of about 10 months, uh, which is phenomenal success. So congratulations. Uh, it's clearly a model that's attractive to some big yeah. complex advertisers. Um, it's a clear point of difference. I can imagine it's sending chills uh, down the back of uh, all the other agency groups in the US um, because the proposition here, which AT&T have said, m melded together some kind of smart data science and yeah. creativity and media uh, all together. Yeah. Uh, and it's obviously proving to be hugely successful. That's right. I mean, I, you know, this is, this is uh, an agency that has two clients, mm. yet a cumulative billing base of $8 billion, mm. uh, and it launched in April. It's the most high-profile example of something that we've been talking about quite a lot, which is you know, the future of media agencies, is that we think that there is huge scope and potential for the future media agencies to be born within yeah. the existing networks. You know, they, they, the, the landscape is changing, clearly is changing, uh, which we've talked about a lot. But you know, an agency like Hearts of Science can be born from within. It doesn't need to be uh, you know, a startup or an acquisition. Um, I think we'll see agency groups start to experiment with models a bit more like this, um, maybe making some, some uh, you know, seed acquisitions that then become bigger agency propositions because they can be more flexible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to them. Uh, what are they going to win next? <laughs> see. Okay, that's all for this week. Please subscribe to the channel. Give us a thumbs up to be updated with new content. Uh, bye for now. Have a good weekend.